Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss Please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed a young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get bent like light when it hits glass. Bond smoke got me blazed as hell. Burning weight like them 47 J's. I scale. You can tell by the amazing smell. And my eyes stay tight like I'm Asian. Wow. My man Dirty had the booty just to put me in the right mind. Yeah. You are Will never die as long as we got real shows like this holding us down. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Darmit? You take them heaters away from you and you're nothing. You know that? You take the good goods away and the kickbacks and a shakedown cabbage and a pistol arrows and you're nothing. Your guts is all in your wallet and your trigger finger. You know that? You think you're God Almighty, but you know what you are? You're a cheap, lousy, dirty, stinking mug. And I'm glad what I've done to you. You hear that? Now, here comes the music. Honey, he a honey nut Damn, I miss my parents Swear that we don't talk enough What we did was illegal But they know where they came in clutch Doing this for my people We all gotta be equal Some crows be flying low I'm high enough, I can see you Gucci wallet, bang Gucci wallet or Louis pouch Ain't shit, it should change But my change, it be quiet now My nugget Yeah The bad guys The realness The struggle Yeah the good times, you feel this, the hustle. Sweet, sweet, sweet memory. Yeah. Remember. Yeah, remember. And now, directly from the planet of Brooks, Peter Oasis, 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 Oasis. Oasis. Advocate, abdication of throne. Prince become a king once he rides on his own And I ain't had to use alarms since tsunami was on I make him wake to these bombs like a sake my tone Drinking sake while we wildin', tell him bring some Patron I'm the patron bringing friends and pay the bill on his own It's way bigger than the clips that we shown It's like a hidden 30 Reppin' three from GA like I'm tired girly Melvin Gordon running with the quarter W's on my head, the only L's we know Roll by Yardy's hand you the type to point a finger for a lighter sentence But death before the sun, the captures on your latest pictures 
Even worse to rest self snitching. DA made his whole case from Instagram pictures. Gets all that flex and make a strong witness. And judging records taking slight attention. Expecting trash and nothing changes. Smidget. The new kid is not a tenant. I'm trying to own the building. Demanding rent for sick can't pay homage when the dish y'all make just make me vomit. Got all this ammo for whoever wanted. Can't do your homies catch them running. We just using bondage. Calling cars, send a kite to the yard, gun them. Mine's like mugging like the ball bustling. So if it's nothing, I suggest you say it. Cause my little homie got the stick and he suggests he spray it. Five in the morning in LA and I just made it major. Thank the savior, thank the haters, you can thank me later. Don Perry on from 98, help me remember patience. Mac O'Maddox called me young greatness. And that's word to Coach K latest. Coaching my own players. Mac like Phil Jack. OGG the Lakers. Winning back to back, dressed in all black like the Reaper made us. Reaping steady pay from all of our current capers. OGG. Hey yo, New York City, man. It's Rory, man. WNYU. Now where are we? With Pedo Oasis and Darmic X. Much love to you. Much love. You are listening to NW3 Radio right here on WNYU 89.1 FM, New York. Yes. What's up? Yes. Yeah, what up? <laughs> this is Peter Oasis. It's so common here, right? Because last yeah. week we had this this major anniversary show, and there's probably about 40 people in pizza and more pizza. And when I get here today, I kind of realize that there's some pepper and some cheese left over from the pizza party <laughs> and then really? I look around there's no pizza there's no party and we're just here but it's not just an ordinary day it's mad nice out yes the weather is definitely in our favor yo new york city this is nw3 radio your source 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 for all things cool <laughs> no i'm just bugging out yo <laughs> Dharmic. Yeah. Yeah, I want to start off. We, last week, read off a list of everyone that's been here, all 80-something guests. Yes. And I go home, and I listen to the show, and I'm bugging out. I'm like, yeah. Literally bugging out. I listen once. I'm like, all right, we were missing this person. I listen again, and I realize we missed the Hip Hop Digest people. Now, I'm giving a shout-out, and I guess this is to their advantage because they're getting an isolated, spotlighted shout-out from us. But, yo, I want to thank the Hip Hop Digest people for appearing on our show. The Hip Hop Digest is my favorite hip-hop podcast because it's a bunch of cranky old men like myself who really tell you how it is. Not not a lot of ass-kissing on their show, and they're about it. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, E. Color. And all those dudes at the Hip Hop Digest show. Definitely. Uh, it was great when they called in. They actually interviewed um, the rappers from Brooklyn. What's their name? They interviewed Sky Zoo and Torre. So, that's right, Sky Zoo and Torre. Mm-hmm. So they were here. Uh, that was the night when Sky Zoo and Torre rapped. Yep. Which is very rare. <laughs> which is very important, as we learned last week. Yeah. Well, no, I just want to circle back to that. So last week, uh, if you haven't listened to the show, go back in our archives. You can find NW3 Radio on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever great podcasts are found. And what you're going to hear, we had a rapper up here from Chicago who stepped in the room. And when I asked him to rap, he got kind of... He got kind of weird. And he he didn't want to rap, and I got mad at him. Yes, he and did. Th- for the rest of the show, I was like, "Yo, dude, you're corny." 
Like when he left, and and you know what? he didn't stay around long enough for me to call him corny to his face. No, although you did have an opportunity to do so, you just chose kind of not to. I mean, I, I yeah, will say it, that. it was a festive a festive night. It was our anniversary, but dude is corny. So if you're Alex Wiley or a fan of Alex Wiley, wherever you are, dude, you're corny. Darmic, that's your peoples. He's not my peoples. I don't respect anyone who calls himself a rapper who doesn't rap. And there are a few people. There's actually one person that came up here yeah. who calls himself a rapper who I didn't ask to rap because his biggest song is technically not a rap song. And that's the little homie Rory yeah. from Atlanta. And Rory is by far one of the most talented people I think that has ever walked into this room and and come to our show so i want to give a shout out to rory i was happy to see that the roots announced their uh the roots picnic yeah out in philadelphia i think they're taking it on the road this time i think they're, they're trying to do more than just philly whatever it is their they're show in philly they announced that young rory is on the bill so i just want to give that's me giving a clap shouts to rory <laughs> that's another episode you want to listen to you can find that on our soundcloud page uh, Darmic, how do you feel today? It's good weather. What are you doing? <laughs> Slow down. All right, you calm down. Calm down. So the weather is nice. The weather is nice, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, spring break is coming up for me. Um, I'm excited about that, I suppose. Although it and just you won't be here next week. No, I won't be here next week. I'm going back to the Bean. Um, so next week I'll be joined by a few of my friends, my homie Fubs from Mishka. Uh, Fubs is also, used to publish a magazine called Beautiful Decay, and that's a graph magazine, and that, that was a few years back, and now he's at Mishka. I got my homie Ann Hall, who's a uh, TV host over at MTV International. Okay. An all-around good guy. And I got a rapper coming up who's going to rap <laughs> because that's how we get down. Now, as you know, Darmic, mm -hmm. it is our responsibility to spread the knowledge. Yeah. So I'm going to read a PSA. Can you can you hit a uh, hit anything? Hit anything. All right. Now, did you know that one person dies from melanoma, the deadliest form of skin cancer, almost every hour? Isn't that something, Darmic? Every hour. It is. It is. I don't think we have to worry about that problem, but we could talk about that with our guest when, when we get there. Yeah. Uh, be careful. A tan isn't that healthy. Um, okay. You know, just be careful when you go out in the sun, especially now that summertime. Put on some, uh, some what's it called, Darmic? Sunscreen, I believe. Put on some, I don't have that problem. I'm brown. <laughs> I, I don't need to protect myself. I'm not going to turn pink at they, any at any point of the night. They say you should still wear sunscreen, although apparently both of us have missed that memo for our entire lives, but it's okay. Well, look, you want to find more information about skin cancer, you're going to log on to www.aad.org. That's the American Academy of Dermatology. And this has been a public service announcement from WNY to the U. Yo, Darmic, before we start out, mm -hmm. last night I was listening uh, to George Norrie on, on his show, and he had a great interview, and I, I want you to hear this too, with okay. the one and only John Gotti Jr. Mm, interesting. It was very interesting. So if you're a fan of great radio, you want to go find that. Shouts to John Gotti Jr. Shouts to all the boys over there in Howard Beach and Ozone Park. Although the Italians aren't there anymore. That, that's another story. So our, our topic next for another guest, day. 
we start off season two. I'm calling this season two, not year two. Mm-hmm. This is season two. Makes it sound more professional. Yeah, this is season two. Like we actually two. planned this. We we did plan this. All right, our next guest, or the, this is great, who we're starting off with. because uh, And we're starting off with someone who gets a pass from rapping because their accomplishments outside of rap are amazing. So so that means you, you get the pass, my friend. <laughs> the Peter Oasis pass. It is a pass. Well, our next guest is from from Rochdale, which is part of Jamaica Queens. Yes, I, I can't hear myself in the headphones. Is that oh, darn it! Come on, come on, man. I think can, can, are you, is it or better is now? That just my ego. No, I can't hear myself in the headphones. Maybe right, you got to raise it. Maybe you got to raise it from yeah. the, from there. We have our own personalized things have changed oh, since you've last been here. In. Ah, there oh, we go. Man. There we go. Technologically, uh, you just man. just fucking right there, but like on the box below. So our our first guest oh. for season two. He's written a book. <laughs> there we go. There you go. You can hear yourself in the headphones now. Yeah, okay. He's written a now book called Root for the Villain: Rap Bullish. And the celebration of failure, Darmic. So he's more than just a rapper. He's he's an author. And hence why he gets a pass. He's also part of a super group with my friend, Prince Paul, mm-hmm. and Sasha Jenkins, who are peoples. I've actually worked on something with them called Negroes on Ice, which was amazing off, 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 off West Broadway play. That was a very, very classic play. And and for those familiar with my, my work with Sasha, we also made a off, 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 off Broadway show called D's Nuts starring the Beat Nuts. Yep. So this is a connection here between me and J-Zone, the Sasha Jenkins connection. And Sasha was like, yo, you got to get J-Zone up there. And then I told Darmic, and then I slid into J-Zone's DMs. <laughs> That's the way we book our guests. We just slide into the DMs. That's what we do. That's like when people with rappers would stand in front of the record store, like, yo, fam, you like hip hop? Like the squeegee man style, and they bum rush you with like CDs under the coat. Like, yo, you know, you like Jay Z, you like me. And they come up, and, you know. I like, just saw a tweet two days ago that New York City still has Sav Kills running around these New York City streets, uh, selling his mixtape. <laughs> so that, that's, still, that's still going on. Even though Fat Beats is gone, it's still happening in, in lower Manhattan. Hey, gotta make it work. So I'm just looking at all the words on the wall, and I can't say I'm a little disappointed. But I'm gonna make it work for y'all. I'm not gonna get you in trouble. So now we'll keep it G-rated. I saw you the first time here, actually, or I met you the first time here, and, and yeah. Eclipse brought you here for a halftime show to to do a very specific thing, and that was interview uh, Devin the Dude. Yes, which was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. It's rare that somebody like Devin kind of comes in to WMYU. You know, him not being from here in New York, and and uh, not being in New York that often at all. So right. that was really cool. That was that was a cool moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked with Devin. I'm, well, I'm a huge Devin fan I've been for 20 years and um I worked with him and Eclipse I always joke with Eclipse because Eclipse is the boom bap guy and I'm always like I like everything so people kind of knew that I like stuff from the south west coast New York I like everything Miami so I mean you know I work with Devin but everybody knows that especially back in the 90s I always had this thing where I would go into Tower Records and I would buy things based on song titles and album covers. So if there was a really ignorant song title that sounded crazy, like I'm like, yeah, that's probably a crazy song. Or, you know, you're younger, so you see the parental advisory sticker, you're like, ooh, I know this. <laughs> so you would buy it on that. And then a lot of times, just the crazy cover, like a lot of those, um, like some of those cash money covers where like the wine bottles were bigger than the cars, like it was just totally out of proportion. You're like, yeah, this at least is going to be entertaining. So I have a knowledge, of, you know, Eclipse knows that you know, I knew about Devin. Devin's a really dope artist. Like, he's a really talented cat. You know, was, did you guys cool smoke Reefer together? 
You know what? I don't smoke, but when we did uh, this song together, I met him a year later. We did that over the phone and, and through the mail. And a year later, he had a show in New York. He's like, yo, I got a show. Come chill. And we, we were chilling, and I don't smoke, but I was like, this is Devin. Like, I got to smoke. <laughs> if I don't smoke, I'm going to be disappointed. Like, I'm going to be in my 70s. Like, yo, I was hanging with Devin the dude, and I didn't smoke. So with him, I smoked, yeah. Was he <laughs> smoking on the, the good stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't, you know, he's a connoisseur, so... Yeah, there used to be a time where you could judge or how much a rapper makes based on what he's smoking on. Because uh, the struggle rappers of, of, of the 90s, a lot of those guys were smoking on some, some Washington Square swag. Oh, man. But I, I don't think like that, that high-power pot was available like it is now. I think like everyone smokes good pot now. Like You very, very, very rarely come across someone who's smoking garbage although i do live in a pretty nice neighborhood and i don't think people smoke garbage darmic you're the last person to smoke about talk about smoking weed we're, we're not but i'm gonna ask you back in the 90s who do you, do you remember anybody who particularly struck like struck in your mind as having like some great great stuff on him nah not really no nothing nothing sticks to mind that's a sign. Nah. You, know, <laughs> you don't remember. I, I don't remember what people were smoking. <laughs> I, I, I probably remember more what people were wearing, you know? And yeah, I think that that's a big thing. And speaking of clothes, I know I was reading this, and I didn't know this, J-Zone, that you just scored or you were part of scoring Sasha's newest film. Uh, what's it called? Fresh Dress? Fresh Dress, yeah. So did you go down to uh, Sundance? Nah. I mean, um, it's one of those things where, you know working in a group with Paul and Sasha like he's involved in all kinds of different things and you know just an opportunity to score he knows that you know I'm a producer I'm a drummer um, you know I, I have all these different things going on and I have knowledge of like different eras of music and it chronologically it starts in the 70s and it ends current so at least the 70s through the 90s I could work on a lot of that music, just the 80s stuff. Like I have my man Phil gave me all the drum machine sounds from the 80s, the Simmons, the TR-808, the SP-1200, you know, the SP, the Lindrum, you know, the Oberheim, like all these drum machine sounds. So I had those and, you know, being, I play breakbeats and stuff for people to sample so I could do like that 70s b-boy thing. So he just figured that I'd be a good fit to capture some of that stuff. So me, him, and Paul did a couple of tracks. We didn't work. Uh, Paul did his separately, but me and Sasha and, and Noah Rubin did um, a lot of the stuff. Like, I would send some of the stuff I did on my own. And sometimes, you know, for some of the stuff, I would just send them drum tracks and they would add things. You know, I had my Kunga player come through. We did stuff at, at the crib. So, you know, it was it was a good experience. You know, like the only time I ever did a film score before that is I did music for a porno. Yes, I did read that. Yeah, in 2006, but I didn't get to see it. They, I, just, I made the music without seeing it. <laughs> I submitted it. No way. <laughs> and it just. Oh, I thought you did. You said you didn't see it as it was filmed. You, no, you no, didn't I mean, see it I, at I all. I didn't see it till they sent me the DVD with your music in the. With my music in the porno. Wow. Uh, so they just told me what they wanted. I kind of made ten porno beats, and <laughs> and you know, I was like, damn, I can't end my scoring career on that. Like, <laughs> what, what does a porno beat sound like? Oh, Tarmic. Right. You either don't I, watch porno or... Like, at, like, what do you mean by a porno But beat? I'm looking at the words on the wall, I can't say, and uh, okay. that's Bruh. stopping me from explaining. Never mind, never yeah, mind. I would have to never use mind. one, two, three of those words to... Never mind. ...explain that. But you, it's one of those things you know it when you... Like, you know, when something's funky, like you can't explain it, you just know it when you hear it. You know a porno beat when you hear it. <laughs> Does that pay well? 
Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> who reached out to you about that? Uh, my man Hoban, who used to do adult <laughs> films. Um, you know, he was like a fan. I actually I met him on the was the F train or the Seven train, and um, but we knew some of the same people, and we just got up a conversation. We were going back and forth for a year. He's like, "Yo, I'm getting into some adult films. I'm gonna need some music." And I was like, "All right." So, you know, when I used to make beats sometimes, people were like, yo, this sounds like porno music. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's the same thing. I just like, you can't explain. He's like, yo, I could just see it in a porno. Like, it's kind of off kilter. Like, the music is like strange. Well, where can I find that that great work of yours? <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of this film? The, the movie was called Asian Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I Asian don't know. Bang. I know the girl's name was Mika Tan. That was the, the, the head girl. And. I don't even know. I have. Yo, one. I so want to go find that when I, I, I go home. I, I have a feeling Peter is going to go I home have, and is. I want to see how this. the music matches up to the uh, yeah, action. It, I think I, that's one of the many things you want to see. It was funny. Like, I remember watching it and like laughing. I wasn't. I wasn't. You don't get turned on. You're just laughing. Like you're just <laughs> laughing from beginning to acting and the. But were you the happy plot. with the result? Are you like, yo, my music really enhanced this? Asian I just thought film. it was funny. They gave me two copies. I gave one to my father, and I kept one for myself. <laughs> dad, look what, what did I your dad did. think? What did your dad think? He he thought it was funny. <laughs> he was just laughing about it. He was like, "Yeah, that's some good music." I was like, "All right." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, but that was not better than that girl." I was like, "All right." <laughs> At least he kept it real with you. That's... Yeah, he definitely kept it real. There you go. <laughs> I think this is our first guest who's ever worked in porn or admitted it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I didn't work in porn. I, I made 10 beats. You worked in porn. You, I, yeah, okay. Your in, check in, in came from like yeah, yeah. Johnny Long Presents or something. You work in porn. <laughs> Actually, Trust that was, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was when, uh, that, that was in much worse times. Those those were my uh, down and out days. So I was doing, down and out? I was doing whatever. Yo, that's the time of your life. Yeah, man. No, that was when it was like, I didn't know what, but like the music business, that, that was 2006 so that was when tower records closed mom and pop started closing itunes wasn't established yet like no like people were pressing up two three thousand cds of an indie joint like usual and getting 2300 returns out of 300 and having to like nobody knew what the future of music was gonna be in 2006 was like the dark ages like nobody nobody knew what was gonna happen so I was like, well, let me expand and just do whatever I can. I mean, you were scoring, you were scoring films. You were way ahead of your time. <laughs> I Trust that. that. Like, uh, if, when you look on your resume, like that—that's good stuff. Is that something you're going to be linking uh, young party supplies up with soon? Yeah. For, for those who don't know, people, know, audience who don't know, I manage a young producer. His name is Party Supplies. I think and, at this point they know. And I think that yeah, I, I've been pushing that since I've been here. <laughs> yes. We've never done anything like I don't think he would do that, to be honest. I don't think he str- he needs to. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I would, wouldn't do it again. That's just, no? <laughs> nah, hell no, I wouldn't do that again. I mean... Well, now your movies that you score are in Sundance, so, you know, it's a little... Yeah, now things have changed. Now, now your checks are coming from CNN. Yeah, I mean, I did work for the Stretch and Bob thing and the, and the Fresh Dress. That. Well, that was DJ Ellie, but I, I was a session musician on that. So now it's like, okay, these are films I can tell my family, my mother about. My dad don't care. I, hey, Mom, you know, I... 
a, mov- a movie that's not like a skin flick. I did that. Have you seen the Stretch and Bob film? Yeah, it's great. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I haven't dope. bothered Stretch about that. I, I kind of want to wait till it comes out. Yeah, it hasn't it's, come out yet, right? Nah. Same I just, thing with, with the, the Sasha Jenkins Fresh Dress film. I want to wait till it comes out and I could pay money and go see it in a theater. Yeah, I just got Vimeo links to stuff because I'm working on it. But I, right. you know, it's, Pass- it's dope. Pa- password protected Vimeo. Yeah, links. password protected. That's <laughs> yeah. the way to do it. Is it? I think so. This yeah. is eighty nine point one FM WMYU. We have the pleasure of having Jay zone here and uh Jay zone and i were out in the green room and i was like yo i didn't know you were from rochdale i kind of i kind of know that area of queens because i used to play on the linvet football team and we used to play a team out in rosedale called the rosedale yes. jets and from that we had conversation and i find that Jay zone is was or is a sports reporter was <laughs> is that was during the down years too <laughs> it went outside of it how is that like, down? i gotta make a living this is well, great well, well it was well it was like i did a lot of things that didn't pay a lot of money but i was i had like nine jobs i mean my family's from Bar- barbados so it was a caribbean thing you work a lot of jobs but i had like nine gigs and they were all like they were all fun but they were like mick job status paying so i had to do so many things to you know uh, that was when i like was kind of transitioning out of music when i left the business so i was a sports reporter first for bobito's bounce magazine mm-hmm. then slam magazine mm. then i wound up writing for uh i wound up doing recruiting for uh yahoo rivals nyc hoops oh nice um my boss maurice wingate was a also a music producer but he went into he started a site and i would go around and cover games evaluate talent i was in charge of like ranking so you know, I've, I've been in, like, all those schools, and I've covered a lot of guys who went pro, you know, and I did that for, like, I started in maybe, like, 05, and I, I stopped in 2012, and then I was moonlighting for a year for a smaller site only during the playoffs for quick, and then 2013, I was like, all right, I'm done with this, but I did it for about seven years. Yeah. In a way, Peter is right. It was kind of ahead of your time in the sense that nowadays it feels like that is the name of the game is to do all these different sort of not just put all your eggs in one basket, do multiple different lanes and, and really invest in, in building yourself that way where you're multi, you know, talented, you yeah. know, in a, in a way that was ahead of your time. Obviously, what you were doing may not nece- have necessarily been where you wanted to be, but, you know. Yeah, well, I, I think... Um I was having this discussion with my father recently. Like, we're in an era of just branding. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do falls under that umbrella. Like, because we, you know, I've been learning drums for the past few years and studying hard, like, hours and hours. And then you watch footage of Buddy Rich, and you're like, you're never going to see somebody play drums like that again. Because back then, you did one thing and one thing only. Nowadays, if you learn an instrument, you got to manage the social media page. You gotta also be the tour manager and the vocalist. You gotta uh, maintain a blog. You gotta f- financially, but also to you know to more opportunities to open up, and then it kind of prevents you from mastering any one thing. So I do so many things that sometimes I'm like I, I'm a jack of all trades, but I'm a master of none. <laughs> so it's like I do a lot of things, but I'm like I wish I could be better at this or better at this. So like some days, like I want to stop doing certain things and focus on two or three, or you know. But then it's like we got an opportunity for you to make some money. I'm like, oh, here we go again. So it's that's just the era we're in. Like, you, you know, you can't just do, very few people get to do one thing. And I think that's why we just don't have virtuosos like we used to. If you yeah. could do one thing, what what would that one thing be? Uh, adult film, nah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I've in the last couple of years, I've just been putting a lot of time into learning the drums, and it's just been good for me because I started as a bass player when I was a kid before I even got into hip hop, and I couldn't find anybody to start a band with, so I got into hip hop because I could do that by myself, and that's been the that's been the long running theme of my entire career. Like everything I've done, because I couldn't find anybody serious enough to you know like rapping. I didn't want to rap. I, I used to hate rapping. I could rap, but I didn't want to. But guys didn't show up to the studio, so I'm going to rhyme on this, I guess. With no, so it's one of those things where I'm going back to my roots in, in terms of playing funk um, as, as a musician. And, you know, obviously I started playing so late I could never just do that because I'm not good enough. But, you know, it's, it's, but it's also one of those things I also have a short attention span. So I'm sure if I just did that, I would want to do something else anyway. So I, I'd say two or three things would be cool instead of six or seven. You know, if I could narrow that down to two or three, then then that would be cool. It's just, you know, but doing so many things like, like yo, when you go write another book, I'm like, you know how long that was 34 years of if I ever write another book, that means things got bad and I went broke again. <laughs> so, yo, how, you how know, did that pay? Mind if, if I ask the book this? did all right for me because it's a, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. And um, people will buy a book before they buy music. Mm hmm. Um, and and a book has a longer, you know, the longevity is, is like I the book still sells like on Amazon and even through my Bandcamp I still get albums been stopped unless somebody finds out about me years later and goes back right. But the book, I mean, obviously it's not what it was three years ago when it came out two years ago, but it it moves at a steady clip. And when I write a piece for Medium or I put out something new, like I'll see a little spike. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was probably my most lucrative thing. It was definitely, you know, something that gave me another pair of legs and just got me back into the J-Zone thing. I had completely left that. I was just a working stuff and just trying to work as many Mick jobs as I could. Who published and, that? Yeah. I did. I did it myself. Self-published? Yeah. That's how he's able to sell it on Bandcamp, right? So, so you, didn't have to, you didn't have to break off anyone? Nope. No one? Mm -hmm. did, you, did you print or just was it? Print, Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I printed through uh, Create Space, which is an Amazon company, mm -hmm. and um, you get to keep all the rights. You just upload it with like uh, InDesign or something. My man James, my designer, he did all the uploading. Mm -hmm. But you just put it right there in their portal. They have a template that just you know puts out the book for you. You know, and I order a whole bunch. I buy them wholesale and sell them on my site at gigs. And all that stuff, but then you can order it direct from Amazon. I just get a royalty rate, and then I don't have to deal with it. So when you get it from Amazon, I don't have to be bothered, you know. So it some for myself for a larger profit, and Amazon is just for the head, you know, the less headache. So it was, it was cool. I've always been kind of DIY with my stuff, and at least my most successful projects, I always did it myself. Was this before like the tablets uh, really came in to into being? The tabloids? The tablets. Oh, tablets. The world of, the world of tablets. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> no, because again, the tablets. <laughs> before TMZ. Was I'd be on a tabloid TMZ? and they would fold a month later. Like, I didn't know who that guy was on the cover. Um, now the ta uh, I'm not sure because I, I, I don't own one of those. Like I, I, buy, I still buy books, so I don't even know. I know when I signed up for it, I was like, yeah, put it on Kindle. And I made it like six bucks because I just didn't care. I was like, make it cheap. I don't care. Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't know. Yeah. much about the tablets but it's 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 an ebook you know it's, yeah it's it's available um i'll buy a book way before i buy someone's music i'm i'm dry i'm dry snitching on myself like i haven't bought music almost ever even in, in my concert promotion days like i was either it was either gifted to me 
or I would sit in fat beats and, and listen to, to Mr. Sinister play the record. I'd tell him to play every record and then I kind of decide who I want to rock on my concert and whatnot. But it's it's way easier for me to buy a book. I probably purchase about five books a week on Amazon. That's a lot. And I put them on my Kindle and it's great. I mean, I, I love the feeling of a book. But, I, you know, I live in a really small apartment and I kind of downsized my life over the last few years. And the first thing you realize is books and records take a lot of space. Yeah, they do. You can't have, you can't do both. Mm. You got to do books or records because I, I know there's one. You know when you read like these sites when you when you're looking at dating, it's like a woman always judges a man by what's on his bookshelf. I'm like, well, she's gonna think I'm a fucking oop, oop. A, a dropout. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because I don't have room for both. I have, you know what it is? I have a Queen's Library card, <laughs> and I just get all my books from the library and bring them back. And they have everything. Queen's Library has oh yeah everything. So I um. Everything I've ever wanted to read was there, and anything that wasn't, I would get that. But that's such a small amount. I might have 25 books. But, like, if I was collecting rec books at the clip that I was collecting records at, I would never have any. And I also have cassettes. I have a VHS collection. Man. I collect drums. Yo, can I ask you this on, on air? Yeah. Do you collect, did you collect flyers by any chance? No, Like nah. nightclub flyers, nah, concert never. flyers? Peter was that? helping. Ah, I, I'm just wondering. <laughs> nah, I never, I never, I never did that. Because you, you see guys on Facebook posting like flyers. My man Oxygen does this. He has flyers like when Rakim was whoa, in high whoa, school. Whoa, 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 Who's this? Okay. We're going to have to talk about this when we come back. Uh, Peter Oasis, Dharmic X, and J-Zone. We're going to oh. rock out with some music now. DJ Dharmic Master... Flex Master Dharmic is going to play his picks of the week. We're going to get back. Major stuff to discuss, Dharmic. Yes. We, we definitely have to talk about this whole, uh, what's his name? Robin Thicke, Marvin Gaye. Uh, this Blurred Lines. Oh, God. We, we got to get into that because I know people want to hear that, and it's, it's actually uh, something very you interesting. You like what I got to say. Um, really? Well, that's the a best. Lot of, a lot of people might not, but anyway, Let, go That's ahead. the best uh, topic of conversation then, so we'll get back yeah. into that. This is that. the world-famous NW3 Radio with Peter Oasis and Dharmic X. We'll be back with Jay zone who's who's been a great guest me dekho kabhi kisi ka dil nahi dukhate aur khas karke kisi ladki ka aur wo bhi itni khoobsurat ladki ka chalo sorry ko aur waise bhi kisi ne mujhse kaha hai ki maafi mangne se koi chhota bada nahi hota aur jo maaf kar deta hai uska dil bahut bada hota changa ka ji Yo, what up? You are listening to the sounds of Yo, NW3. People. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yo, turn me down. Turn you down. Turn Yo, you down. peoples. Peoples. Yo, this is Peter Oasis, Dharmic X, and we have a ticket giveaway. Guys, you're going to call in at 9, at uh, 10.20. 10.20. You're going to call in at 10.20, and you're going to do one thing. You're going to name the founders of Ego Trip Magazine, the original founders of Ego Trip, and what you're going to win today, and you have a lot of time to get this done, so you better win your ticket. For but we real. may even change it up. You're going to win tickets to see the one and only Action Bronson, Mr. Wonderful, performing at Terminal 5. Uh, Party Supplies is going to be there. I heard there's a whole bunch of guests that are going to be performing. He's playing two nights at Terminal 5, March 25th, and you're going to win those tickets here. You're going to call 212998, and we'll tell you about that later. We have J-Zone You didn't even name the, the number. The number is... We don't need it. We don't need... We'll do oh, it Oh, yeah. Okay. We got J-Zone in the place to be... Uh, we're talking about J-Zone's amazing life from scoring porn... Woo! 
to to publishing his own books and making bank, to uh, working with Sasha Jenkins, working with our friends Stretch and Bobito, and he's done a lot. And uh, he also worked as a sports reporter. Yes. For for a few publications, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk sports today. The only sport we're going to talk about is one that people fake often, and that's making music and making original music. Uh, Darmic, you're going to set this up. Big story in the news this week. Yes. Yesterday, a court ruled, or a jury ruled, that uh, Robin Thicke's song, Blurred Lines, produced by Pharrell, that came out in 2012-2013, that that song um, infringed upon a a record by by Marvin Gaye, um, and uh, I guess... The the estate of Marvin Gaye was was countersuing uh, Thick and and Pharrell and the publishing company um, for infringement and and they won the ruling and, and therefore um, this camp of, seven million of, plus dollars yes. will go to the estate of Marvin Gaye. This is correct. Um, big news because one that record made hella lot of money. It was the biggest song of the summer of 2013. Major, 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 major song. Not every song makes that kind of money. But people are saying that this is going to kill popular music. It's going to kill sampling culture. And I'm so happy that we had booked J-Zone way before the ruling. (laughs) J-Zone is someone I would like to speak on this because J-Zone creates his own music. He's a drummer. He he's a music aficionado, right? And I, I want to know what your opinion. Well, it's it's two sides to it. To me, I mean, um, first of all, obviously, when I first heard the Robin Thicke, I thought it was Marvin Gaye. So it's it's damn sure similar. And I, apparently, he sued Marvin Gaye first. Yep, he sued the estate first. Stupid, you know. That like, was a really that, that was decision. really stupid. And um, I could do it never hearing that song again. Uh, for the rest of my life. Um, and, you know, they should have been compensated for that. But this is thing I call rap baby boomers. It's, it's hip-hop fans my age. Sorry, E, I know you're in my age group yep, also. older. But uh, hip-hop baby boomers. And what, I, what I'm starting to notice is we're starting to act like our grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of us... Like, like, yeah, because you, you go on Facebook and a lot of your friends are like DJs who are in your age group and your peers are like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they, they should have, you know, they deserve some compensation for that. But they're, they're looking like this is a personal victory because of their feelings about Robin Thicke. Mm-hmm. But your favorite records were all uncleared samples. <laughs> and when they sued your heroes 20 years ago, all oh, them old bitter guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that you're older and your stuff, you know, stuff that you like is being sampled by someone you don't like, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's wrong and like, yeah, this, yeah, that's that'll show them. Yeah, but then when our parents were saying that about Bismarck E twenty four years ago, you were like, Oh mom, shut up, it's creative. They no one would have known who Gilbert O'Sullivan was if Bismarck E didn't sample. That was our defense. And, like, I always say this, people agree, they disagree. I mean, there's good music and bad music, but rap is generational. Mm-hmm. Like, whether you, like a lot, of, a lot of the new stuff, I'll come out in a minute. I don't like it, but I'm not going to bash it. It's just not for me. Right. Somebody, I was a sports reporter all those years, and then I worked in a high school, 
And that's what made me realize that. Because I was crotchety like that, too. You know, saying like, oh, you know, these new guys, they just don't know. And, you know, coming from the time I came from, I mean, I have a certain set of, you know, standard for quality or a certain sound that I like. But, you know, these guys are making like, I mean, for me to pass judgment on Drake, that's not for me to be doing because he doesn't make records for me. Mm -hmm. I just turned 38 two weeks ago. He doesn't make records with me and mine. Why am I going to get mad about what, you know, like what the music he makes or, you know, the fashion? You know what I'm saying? I don't like the fashion, but then, you know, my father was like, why do you have a, a the Chrysler building cut on top of your head and, and, the, and, and, and your name shaved in the back of your head in 1990? You know what I'm saying? Our parents thought the same thing. So, you know, while I'll say like a lot of the modern stuff, like I don't like it and, you know, I don't like that song and, and they should have been compensated, like you have to be very careful of not being like your parents and grandparents and have to realize that music is generational. I don't think you it's know. about the song. I think, you know, for me, it's a blatant, blatant ripoff. It is a blatant ripoff. It, and, it's and a, straight, that's, it's and a that's, straight stick and, up. And I, think, and I think, like I said, they should have been compensated. That mm-hmm. was a ripoff. And I, to be honest, I hate the song. Like, I just don't right. like the song. But I wanted to just point out that people are bringing up how much they hate the song when they're making their point, but they support... <laughs> sample-based music of yesteryear that was a blatant infringement also. So if you say you don't like the song, don't talk about the ruling. Say you don't like the song or or separate it. Separate how you feel about the song from the ruling. You know what I'm saying? But they, they're letting their feelings about the song come into play with what they're talking about, the ruling. Now, the ruling, they should have been rewarded. But back in the days, you know, like if you if if you said like should these people have been awarded for they sampled this record, they looped up four bars of this, you know, and then they sued it and it got cease and desist and they took it off the shelf and everybody's mad, all these bitter old people mad. Uh, and just be aware of that. That's all I'm saying. This is it's a like, fifteen million dollar plus record. I mean, a lot of the rap records that we were. Yeah, I mean it's a it's to, a bigger it's a, like I said, I the rule the money I 100%. Stupid money. And the, and the record, I, I dislike the record, but I'm just saying people... But I think to... you, you can't trivialize that money amount because that is the reason why there is a lawsuit here. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Because there's that much money at that stake. Record, if that was a record that sold two, 100 copies, nobody would it, care. It's not worth the money. No, the money was correct. That was correct. I'm just saying people who are, who are letting their feelings about the song, like all that vitriol that they have towards Robin Thicke and towards the song, they're bringing that into play when they're talking about it when they're talking about right and wrong that was wrong it was an infringement so it was it was obvious and they should have been broken off of some money but mm-hmm. they're bringing in yeah that robin thing yeah, i never let his haircut in vo5 hot look looking mother you know what i'm saying they bring all that stuff in and people don't like robin thick right now that's they don't enough. like him and i don't like him either but when i'm talking about the the lawsuit or i'm talking about the song like you have to compartmentalize it and just talk about everything separately you know what I'm saying? Like how you feel about something, you know, has nothing, you know. So I, I just, and I just think, you know, in terms of my generation, like we have to be wary of that. Like you can like or dislike what you want, but if there's some case where, you know, like somebody makes a really whack record and they sample of a dope old school song and make a whack record and they use a, they scratch up something from an old school record, but it's a whack record. And then they sue the guy for scratching it up. You're going to cheer. But you're cheering because the song is whack. <laughs> I'm saying if the song was dope, it wouldn't matter. But that's your personal feelings about the song coming into play.
We're going to see a repeat of this. The number one song in the country right now is a song that blatantly rips this, off. Yeah, Sam. Uh, uh, Uptown, he's talking about Uptown Funk, the Mark Bronson record. Uptown Funk. Oh. They blatantly rip off Jungle Love. My Jungle Love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, we're going to see this happen again. I don't think so if they just act smart about it and make a deal before you get to litigation. And that's the thing. You're, you're correct. You pointed this well, out. Well, they've it's, already it, done that with Trinidad James. I don't believe me. Just watch. No, no, no. He, he, I, he's already eaten off I understand that more than the performers on the record. I, and, and I think they will make, have to make a similar deal, too. What what was mind-boggling about the, the Blurred Lines thing is Robin Thicke and Pharrell, I don't know who told them it was a good idea to sue the Marvin Gaye estate that, that, that was what got, that was what that That was like a def- Fence because they knew they were wrong. Yeah. So that with them by them suing like that was like I just dislike everything about that song and all that. Like I just I just thought that whole what they should have done is what Sam Smith did with I think it's Tom Petty I believe right yeah, where yeah. he he credited and and negotiated it before they could even you know file yeah. a lawsuit all or anything. This is done usually before. Yes. Why don't Which you explain is a little bit to me? All right. From from experience. Yes. When you deliver a record to a major label. You're gonna sign a few a few uh, sheets, and you're gonna disclose the sample. At that point, it's the label's job, the A and R person at the label, to go and to bring the music to a musicologist, who will then listen to the music. They perform some tests, and then they will determine whether or not they need to clear the sample, whether or not it resembles the song, and so on. And it goes beyond just sampling, straight sampling, because that's not what Pharrell did here. It's not an interpolation. interpolation so yeah. it's different from a sample, but you're supposed to list that. Yes. Yeah, you're supposed to list that when you send in those forms. And so, yes, I mean, there is a lot it, of forms. It's something that, you do. Yes. Now, Everybody my, does it. My, my thing is, Pharrell, major, 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 major performer. One of the biggest, if not the biggest producer of our generation who's been releasing records for well over 15 years who in Pharrell's corner said this is a really good idea and who did like how does that get by anyone I thought, I, it, was, I it's, I thought it was Marvin Gaye when I first heard it, it I is, couldn't tell the difference considering the record sold as much as it did it was a good idea musically they deserve what they got but I think yeah, definitely. I don't know who's who in their right mind told him to, to sue Marvin Gaye and, and, and that was the that was the strangest yeah. thing about it because they that was like okay we know we got you know we know this is blatant but we're gonna For take someone, attention away from it by you know, for someone who's done it as long, and Robin Thicke is not a rookie. This isn't some random guy who just kind of came out there with this first song and blew up and didn't know what he was doing. This is a guy who's been in the music industry for a decade himself, too. So for both of them to suddenly act like novices and and totally screw that up, you know, I, I think is 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 a huge failing on their parts. I think the record obviously worked. Whether you like the record or not like the record, it was the song of the summer. It was the number one song. I, I think it's a great record. And so I think it worked. So I think whoever I like told Pharrell to do that was was smart because it, it resonated with people. I kind of like the other song, the Jungle Love ripoff. What's the song? Uptown Funk. Uptown Uptown Funk. I like Uptown Funk. It, my roommate is the one who was like, you should really listen to this. My roommate doesn't listen to like anything but Top 40 music. And he was like, I love this song right now. And so I, and that's how I checked it out. And I realized it's a Trinidad James. It's also... Um, a lot James. is borrowing from Trinidad James, which is fascinating because that's a, that's a very... Uh, Kind of ratchet record, and, and it got turned into uh, a top forty song. So that was that was 
clever, I guess. I don't think this is going to end sampling. So struggle no. rappers out there, if you still want to sample. <laughs> if you ain't making no money, don't nobody care. Nobody man. cares. <laughs> that is the lesson everybody should take from this, and, I think. And the minute you're, if, you, if your record starts picking up, you know what? You go, you call your lawyer, you say, hey, Mr. Rosenthal, call up whoever you need to call up, and you're going to make this deal. And then although you just would, work them into the splits. Although I'm, I, I've I've been busted before, and being and, and records that don't sell, but it, it can happen. So, so why don't you talk about it a little bit as much as you can? Well, it was it was rest of soul dolomite. Okay, <laughs> like it was in my book, you know, back in the day. Um, but like a lot of times, YouTube or Wikipedia, who say you know anybody can get busted. Yes. You know, and it's like most of the time, there's got to be they got to be some incentive because it costs money to pursue somebody. Um, for a sample, but some people, you know, it's the principle of it, mm -hmm. and, they, and they just want to nail you. You know, it's just cer certain people is money's not an issue. They feel like they've been violated, so they come at you. So it's just it's it's just a sticky thing. If you, you know, if you sample, you always got to be prepared, regardless. You know, for something to go down. I think yeah. it's it's actually worth noting that because Mar the gay estate has now said today that they're going to look to halt all sales of blurred lines after winning this lawsuit. And and I don't think this suit is over. I think the next step is going to be an appeal, and this will go right. through the legal chain of, of courts. So we're not done with this by any means. Um, but that's what they, the news came out uh, uh, a couple hours ago, that they want to halt all sales, which I think is, uh, is dumb. Give the family the money. Yeah. Just I think the money and keep it moving. Just keep I it moving. The, the, the right thing for the gay family to do is to take that money, some of that money, and give it to charity, to some music programs or whatnot. But that's a whole other story. I agree. Another big story of the week, Dharmic X. Rapper Lil Wayne. Did you follow the story today? It happened this morning. Uh, he, um, It's not much of a story. I guess cops were called in For to his mansion. Uh, suspected gunshots. There mm. were no actual gunshots in his mansion. Uh. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't follow the story. All right. Next story. <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West had his laptop allegedly stolen in Paris? Yes, Paris. Uh, if we're lucky, whoever stole the laptop will start leaking his album. How you feel about this? Maybe. I mean, uh, I think I don't know. I, it sucks that his laptop got stolen. I've had my laptop stolen, and it's it's really frustrating. I don't I don't know. I don't That's know. All? Something something leaked today actually, but then Def Jam came out and said it's not from the laptop, and so I, I didn't follow that all the way through. I don't know. Hey, I like how the laptop had a Twitter account like five minutes later and they were <laughs> tweeting at Up North Trips. Were they? They were like, Up North Trips, we're going to give you the Kanye album. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a good move here. <laughs> that's And that's local news. How's that local? That happened in Paris. Sorry. <laughs> well, it, it kind of could be local considering that Kanye West lives five blocks from the studio. So it is local. Uh, He's a local personnel. He lives here. He does. He lives down As the block. You know, we, we've, I've always report this, that um, when I walk by his house during his big concerts or whatnot over there on Houston and Mercer, there's always a lot of paparazzi out front and waiting for him. And Somebody gave him his demo tape the last time he was out there, right? Somebody rapped for him in front of Houston Street? That, that definitely happened. Yep, someone oh, followed boy. him to the door and he started rapping. Yep. Kanye critiqued his music for a second, and now Vice today actually reviewed the music of the kid who ran up on Kanye. Uh, that's probably not the same incident. There's been a few kids in the last year who have run up on Kanye and tried to rap for him. <laughs> Man. It's happened in, in I, several different I, places. I mean, I'm sure Jay Zone gets it. I, I used to get it in the street, just people 
rapping and spitting on me, trying to get on a show. And I mean, I respect the hustle. I mean, back in the day, like you, you couldn't spam someone with your your link. You gotta run up on someone. And you know what? Sometimes people are. Isn't that how that kid Jake Cole got on? No, didn't that he, isn't. Didn't how he like stalk he, somebody? He tried to stalk Jay Z to give him a beat CD for American Gangster, but Jay Z didn't take any beats from him. I remember Kanye West sitting in sitting in the raucous office on the couch trying to give everyone his his demo, and that's when he was really rapping like Jay. And then eventually, Quali took the demo, and you know, I I mean, everyone got to get on somehow. So I never dissed the hustle. Did, have you own? have you ever booked anybody um, who has rapped? At you, oh man, I don't. I, um, I yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> the answer sounds like it's a no. So nobody has ever gotten on through your shows I, by I, rapping to we, you. We spoke about this with Eclipse once. It's because of the people struggle rappers outside of Fat Beats that Fat Beats close because they eventually scared yes. the customers away. So, I mean, and I've almost had a fight with one of these guys in the street and. <laughs> You would. You know why? Because people, they look at me like, they don't know I, I work in rap. They look at me like, who's this guy putting his hand in my face telling me to chill? Meanwhile, whatever you listening to, I paid your favorite rapper. <sighs> look what at a Peter beautiful talking. day. You know, you know th this weather really brings out the best of me. Yo, we got some tickets to see the homie Action Bronson. You're going to call this number, and we're going to change up the, the uh, question. Go. Two, one. Two, nine, nine, eight, one, eight, one, eight. Our guest this evening has been J-Zone, and we are going to let J-Zone choose a trivia question. The first person to call and answer the question correctly mm -hmm. will win a pair of tickets to see the one and only Action Brizanson. March 25th at Terminal 5. Yeah, J-Zone. Yes. You got you got any any questions for the folks? Oh, I got to come up with a question. <laughs> yeah, man, off the top, man, uh, off the top of the dome, man. I thought you had a question about ego trip. Ah, uh, man, mean? that's too easy, man. There's been enough time for someone to Google that. Come on, man. If I come up with a question, no one's gonna be able to get. And Eclipse is <laughs> laughing because he knows what I'm gonna ask. All right, come on, man. Well, what what were you gonna ask if that? Uh, man, because I. <laughs> what kind of question? Dude, rap related any trivia question or sure anything i mean but how I mean, old is your audience who knows because <laughs> i'm old <laughs> so eight. it's like i'm sure there are people you know that are old and i think listen. action bronson has an older fan base especially uh, in eight, new york nine. he's more of the the true school rap rap tradition as opposed to like the race remards although although when we went to the last time bronson performed in new york uh it's the a Two tour, it's it a is a mixed bag. bag there was a lot of college kids from jersey a lot of the, a lot of the uh, eclipse plays his record so it, it skews to an older audience all right i'm gonna ask a question and no one's gonna get it here we go go so ahead i'm gonna get the tickets or give give them the charity all right um there was a rapper from queens named antex and his first think... album was called Suburban Etiquette. What rapper who got very famous from New York made his debut on there at 15 years of age? Whoa. Or no, six, he was 16. Yeah, I don't even know what you said, so I can't repeat the question back. Yeah. Antex. Antex? What Antex made one album in 1991. A rapper from New York who got famous made his rapping debut on that album in 1991 yes and he was still in high school and that was his first rap appearance and he wound up being part of a group that got famous from new york that's all i'm going to say if you could answer that question 
Or if you could just call in and explain to us something. Yeah. You, you could you could tell us what you ate this evening and we'll probably give you the ticket. The number again. Oh, we got a caller. Number okay, one. here we go. Here we go. Caller, you're on the air. Yo, what's up? You're on the air. This is 89.1 FM. You have two minutes. Don't curse. Where are you calling from? What's your name? Esco from Queens. Yo, Esco, what up? Mob Deep. What? He got it. He, he got, got it? it? Holy, oh, wow. <laughs> it was Havoc from Mob Deep. That was his first exactly. record. Yo, Esco, where in Queens you calling from? LSC. Long Island City? That's right, because Antex was from Astoria. Triple yeah, Triple 101. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Darmic. Who would have ever... Who would have ever thunk? Wow. Suburban Etiquette. Antex, look it up. Tough City Records. That's that first Havoc verse. Yo, you just won yourself two tickets to see the homie Action Bronson. You are going to tweet at Darmic X. D-H-A-R-M-I-C X. Tweet at him. He'll follow you back. Then he'll slide into your DM with some naughty pictures and, a, and some Action Bronson tickets. That's what's up. Now, no naughty pictures. Don't worry about yeah. that. No, ju- no junk in your DM. Don't no, worry, homie. That's, that's not happening. All right, well, yo, congratulations. You know your rap history. Do you want to give any shout-outs? Nah, I'm good. Good looking, my dude. I'm watching the game right now. All right, man. <laughs> All right. Peace. I'm assuming that would be the Knicks. Well, what game the Knicks is he playing? watching, Jay? The Golden State's playing the Clippers. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, I thought they just played Sunday. Somebody's playing. And I think Golden State and the Clippers are playing. Some, Cl- They're playing Golden again? State, Golden State's playing somebody. Yo, Esco is mad game? serious. That guy was serious. Yeah, it might be. He was serious. Yeah, he was. But yo, he got that. Dang. Was that is that Google Googleable? I'm sure it is. I don't even know. I'm sure it is. If you just Google the album, I'm sure you can find it. I mean, I think. Yo, anyone want to call up and talk to J Zone two one two? No, nobody wants to hear from me. I've said enough. <laughs> if you it's Eclipse there, you time. It's Boom Bap time. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not welcome in Boom Bap land. So. We got to get a fatty here before oh, it goes. Oh, come on. Your best beats are boom bapish. <laughs> boom bap radio is get... coming up. Also known as the halftime show. And, and of course, congratulations. He also celebrated his anniversary last week. Yeah. With, with, a, with a very. March, I remember that. Yeah. I used to come through with the drum machine yes, when we were exactly. at the other He's place. Been a part of the anniversaries. Oh, yeah. he has. Okay. We used to make good music. Oh, six. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Stop> joking. <laughs> Uh, New York City. So, we got some big things coming up on this show. Next yes. week, we have a, a family and friends episode featuring Fubs of uh, Mishka and a few other homies and a rapper. We found the only rapper who isn't taking the trip down to Austin for South by Southwest. We want to wish everybody out there who's headed to South by Southwest a safe trip. And we have a phone call. Caller, you on the air. Don't curse. Hey. Hello. Yo, what up, homie? Hello? Hello? Yeah, guys, I, I have an ECU because I won a ticket for today's show on the Webster Hall through uh, WNYU a couple days ago, okay. and I, I don't, I'm not on the list, so what's up? Okay. We, we are you, really wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Are you at the show right now? Yeah, I'm there and, uh, by the entrance, and the guy doesn't want to let me in. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to tell the guy you're with Alex. What's his last? Alex D. Alex D? Yes, try that. Say Alex D gave you these tickets to go to Webster Hall and see what you could do. Otherwise, we're sorry you can't get in, and um, we will make it up to you. 
Thank you, okay. brother. Later. Well, then. Wasn't that something? Calling from the front lines. Calling right from like two blocks away. Yo, shouts to everyone in New York tonight going to see that Fashion show. Fashion got a great album out over on Mass Appeal. Yep. Uh, shouts to everyone at Mass Appeal. Actually saw a great flyer for a South by Southwest event that they're doing. Yes. And there's one questionable artist on the... Why is Ray Schirmerd on the Mass Appeal party? Because I think Mass Appeal wants to... Mass Appeal's in this weird state where they're trying to like break out of... No flex. Zone. The, Ray Schirmerd no is dope, flex. by the way. Zone. I messed with that album. J-Zone, do, do you mess with Ray Schirmerd? Who? I'm no Flex Zone. It's okay. The No I'm Flex not, Zone guys. I'm not familiar. It's okay. Chris, they're, they're crisscross for the new generation. Yeah. I'm 38 years old, so my scope is limited. I saw them at Webster Hall actually for a house party um, in January, and and they did an hour set, which was pretty pretty cool. Because usually house party you have like a, a, an act like that or like a like a schmurder or something, and they do like two songs, and and it's kind of like crappy and you know whatever but they did like an hour long set they were like jumping around and, and all of it and, and the record's not they have good energy they, do, like they have them. great energy they, I, I, and their album is really solid from, from start to finish it's, it's a good album yo speaking of albums the homie Heems put out an album this week Eat, got pray, trashed thug. it got trashed by um, Pitchfork the, the nerdy white kid oh uh, Fantano the, the needle drop trashed the album Pitchfork trashed the album I think the album's really good I support it. I wish Heems would come up here. Heems fronted on us with that, yeah, actually. Yeah, Heems fronted on us. For real, though. Um, so, Heems, wherever you are tonight, yo. I mean, look, it seems like whenever people go to Hot 97, they just don't care about college radio anymore. Rory was actually an exception to that, well, weirdly enough. Rory is very smart. He is. But, yeah, Heems, what up, man? It's a brown, it's a brown party here. We would like you to come at some point. Yo, I want to thank our guests, J-Zone, Peter Oasis, and Dormic X. J-Zone, thank yes. you. Thank you. Any last shout outs? Uh, I'm like my man on the phone. No shout outs. <laughs> word, word, word. <laughs> Yo, Esco was really serious. Like, he was like, nah, I ain't got no shout. I'm watching the game. I'm just I'm just watching the game. Just had to flex his rap trivia real quick. Halftime Radio is coming up. DJ Eclipse is here with some boo bap for that ass. Until next week, we are out. Later. Peace. Kicks there, kicks.